today's episode of the Pick and Boot Shop, Joe tells us his story about sharting the bed. It's so funny. Reese states that he only loves 8% of the doggies in the world. Joe accuses John Wayne of being a pervert. Joe also has been on a documentary kick of 90s erratic home video actresses and girls gone wild. The Picker and Boot Shop. We hope you hate it. Yes. Um, funny story about that. So, uh, today I had to take off of work because starting at, oh, I don't know, maybe nine o'clock last night, started having stomach cramps uh-huh. and, and bubble guts. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm farting throughout the night and Heidi's making jokes to me like, you need to go clean yourself off. And, you know, that one sounds wet. Well, I wake up at four in the morning drenched in sweat. Now, mind you, the windows are open. The ceiling fan is on. It's about 50 degrees in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I don't I have like covers on. I like where this is on. going, Joe. Nope. Yeah, I don't have covers on and I'm dripping with sweat. And I like get up. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's like four, four thirty in the morning pooping my brains out you didn't shard in the bed well that's where it was going you're like i'm dripping in shirt no dripping with sweat although the the story is not done with yet keep going then so so again i had been farting all through the night and uh Uh and woke up this morning cramping still pooping so i call into work sick i'm like oh i have food poisoning and I believed I had food poisoning and because uh, it kind of hit Heidi, but not as bad. Yeah. So again. And because you have only eaten at Chipotle for the last five days. Uh, Applebee's. I'm on an Applebee's okay. diet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so um, it's all the shrimp bang, the bang bang shrimp tacos I can eat uh-huh. in a week. Um, so anywho. And I'm staying home from work. Uh, I poop it all out of me. I would say by about noon, one o'clock, I started feeling better. Yeah. And Heidi is on her way home from work today. And so I'm like, oh, I'll go up in and straighten up the bed, make the bed before she gets home. And I pull back the sheets and reveal that I had, in fact, sharded. And it, it went through my boxers, through my shorts, through my boxers, through my shorts, and then onto onto the sheet. And not onto your girlfriend? No. No, she was she was not she was safe. Uh on Facebook she would be posting that she is safe. She's from, marked safe. She's marked safe from Joe's chart. From Joe's bang bang shrimp chart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. Last night for dinner we had we had steak, uh, corn and potatoes. But mm-hmm. and then for dessert I made um strawberry like strawberry shortcake, which was just like the little shortcake 
discs with Cool Whip and fresh strawberries on it. So I I don't I gave the I gave the strawberries a wash, but like maybe not a great one. So maybe it was whoever was harvesting the strawberries pooped on them. You know? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know what it could have been. I did have Taco Bell for breakfast yesterday. You are like playing Russian roulette with a gun with five bullets in it right now, Joe. But you're just like maybe maybe one of these meals won't give me diet. <laughs> but wouldn't you think that like if you had Taco Bell breakfast, you would be screwed by like one in the afternoon. Not by 10 minutes later for me. I just, every time I eat at Taco Bell, I start feeling, I'm like, oh, this is good. I forgot how good it is. And then 10 minutes later, I feel like I have the flu. (laughs) Yeah. I have body aches. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like that's kind of what I feel like too. If it's going to hit you wrong, it's going to be within an hour, a half hour after eating it. I didn't Mm -hmm. expect it to, to start. 12 hours later and then go for 12 hours like i wouldn't think that would be taco bell so i don't know i don't know what happened but end result sharded had to wash my clothes today and yeah the bed sharded the bed had to wash my clothes had to wash the bedding impressive impressive that heidi is still with you. I don't know if she's... As far as we know. I, exactly. As far as we know, she could be... She could have broken up with She you. could be typing up her resignation as we speak. She could be done. She could be done. She might be like date, dating the guy that's 11 years older than her. This is what you get yourself into. Yeah. We go to Applebee's all the time. Number one, he eats the, the E. coli strawberries <laughs> and Taco Bell. I don't know. The e. coli, Something about the seems off. The 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 E. coli bang bang shrimp. <laughs> the norovirus hey, shrimp tacos. I need I went to Chipotle, so Lyndon is sick. Eric got some cold, gave it to Lyndon, gave it to Amy. Now she's home. I think I'm getting it because I was sitting in the chair that they were in. But Lyndon was home all day. And I was like, hey, I'll get you lunch. What do you want? Chipotle. Guess who has the shits? You. Both of us. Nice. <laughs> both of You're us. like both of us, but only she ate it. <laughs> it's like that's what Chipotle can do. <laughs> it's like it skips a generation. <laughs> you can get diarrhea. What what's it called by osmosis? <laughs> it will visit diarrhea <laughs> on your father. Just by that's going how- through the drive through. It just Starts decaying your colon. Have you seen the the South Park where it's like uh, Billy Billy Mays and he's talking about Chipotle way? No, <laughs> it's this product that gets the blood stains out of your underwear <laughs> when you eat Chipotle. <laughs> you said that's a yeah. South Park episode. Yeah, I'll have to look Chipo- that up. Chipotle way. I'll have to look it up. Here's the thing that's crazy. Um, this might go nowhere as far as um, talking goes, but I'll, Chil- I'll try. I'll th- I'll throw it out there because we always talk about Chipotle. We talk about yeah. Applebee's. Now, by you, is that all there is to eat? And the reason I say that is because Heidi and I, we consider us and my kids, we consider ourselves foodies. Um, and I know that's a millennial term, but we love to seek out good places, new places to eat. Um, yeah. We'll, if some new chain restaurant comes to town, um, unless it's like a niche thing, like how I said, Nuri, uh, like Nuri fried chicken or two hands, uh, corn dog, Korean corn dogs, we'll try it. What? But normally... Wait, what? I want to know about two hands Korean corn dogs. That sounds incredible. Oh yeah, it's a it's a place that opened. I'm going to tell you this, man. I am not. I didn't like it. My kids liked it a lot the first time. Uh, they went again uh, a couple of like a week later, and they were like, eh, "It wasn't as good as we remembered." Like the okay. the allure of it. But it's you can look it up online. It's it's a 
what they call a Korean corn dog. And it starts off, you, you choose the filling. So you can uh-huh. get a hot dog, a spicy hot dog, a okay. cheese stick, or you can get like half hot dog, half cheese stick, half hot dog, half spicy sausage. Wow. And then they do like all these kind of like different corn dog style. Like the one that I did like was like it's dipped in like a spicy batter, I guess. Okay. And then it's rolled in the equivalent of like flaming hot Cheetos. And then it has like a sauce that um I I guess you would say it would be like if you've ever been to sushi and you get like the spicy tuna roll. Kind of that yeah. that spicy mayo. That sounds amazing. Then they put that on. That was good. None of the other ones I had I liked. Um, okay. So you can look it up online. Uh, two hands Korean corn dogs. So anyway, what I, I guess what I'm asking, and I don't know, like I said, this could land like a lead balloon. So by us, there's, there's all sorts of one and done. It's like all sorts of people in my area will like open a pizza shop and it's not a chain. It's a one. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's a family run business. And, and that's where I choose to give my money. I can't tell you the last time I was at an Applebee's. I can't tell you the last time I ate at pizza hut, but I've also come to realize that in some people's cities, that's what pizza is to them. Pizza is pizza hut. You can, yeah. you can't go to a Perry's or a hippies or a Freddy's. Um, it, it is Pizza Hut, or if you want family dining, you don't go to Sims Cafe, or you don't go to Renshaw's, you go to Applebee's. So, is that the type of place that you live in, where it's more kind of it's more of that stuff? Like, if you're going out for date night, are you going to Applebee's or Olive Garden? Um, no. Like, there's enough. So, where I live is. It's in between two, like, kind of medium-sized towns. Like, towns of 20,000 people. Okay. And each one of those towns has maybe five good restaurants. So, you you run out of restaurants pretty quick on those five, but there's, they're good. You know, like, there's a really good taqueria. There's an amazing... Uh, El Salvadoran place that has pupusas. There's an amazing Thai place. There's decent pizza. Um, there's okay Tex-Mex. But like you kind of run through all those places and then then you can go 30 minutes to the north or which is um, Harrisonburg where JMU is. Okay. Or 30 minutes east which is Charlottesville and there's a lot of really kind of foodie places because they're college towns. Okay. Not a lot, but I mean, let's say there's 15 good restaurants in each town. And then there's a bunch of chains. Okay. So like, if we ate out every night, I'd be like, this sucks. But if you eat out like once a week, it's enough. And then, then, you know, like when we want to really do something crazy you can go to dc and go to eat anything you want you know there's a chinatown you can go get dim sum yeah there's tons of good korean places tons of good ethiopian food i had senegalese food it was really good just stuff like that okay um because I, I i forget sometimes in like uh, I mean, it's obviously like I'm. What I'm going to say right now is obviously stupid, and it's comparing apples and oranges. But uh, I don't want to be. Um, I don't know what the ism word like racism, sexism, whatever is. It's, ra- it's called racism. Like I don't know what the ism is for. Like thinking that. Man, again, I I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think I just feel like when I hear that some, okay, here's an example. When I hear somebody like, oh yeah, we were at Applebee's last night. Like we were at Applebee's. I then want to like make fun. Like I want to make Applebee's jokes and I want to make fun 
of people for going to Applebee's. Yeah. And then I, I've realized it's taken me 46 years of my life. I've realized that, oh, in your town or wherever you are, you're trying not to offend me. Applebee's might be the only place where like people could go get what they want, have a good time, a decent price, yeah. all that. So the foodie it, it side of me, kinda is. I become like food elitist. I guess that's what you could say. I kind of become a food elitist and make fun of people for going to Olive Garden, Applebee's, Chili's. Yeah. You know. But this is not my home. So I also make fun of it for the same reasons. Hey, I got bad news for you. It yeah. is your home. The fuck it is, dude. I got, this is not my home. I got really bad news for you. No, I am here against my will. Hey, knock, knock. Um, I'm I'm here to tell you something. Uh, that is your home. No, it's not. By the very definition of the word, uh, you own property. <laughs> you pay a mortgage. You have a toothbrush there. Your mail is sent there. You live there. Uh more than twice a week you stay there more than twice a week uh, i know like it's, it's i live home. here it's your home it's not my home i live here i live here it doesn't mean it's my home your home is bowling green no no it's like a familial home but my home is colorado like if i'm trying to defend something i'm not going to defend this place if if somebody is talking shit about Colorado, I'll be like, so if no, so not if when China attacks us, are you um, going to be part of the Virginia militia? Or, China is not going to attack us. So when China attacks us, are you going to be part of the Virginia militia or part of the Colorado militia? Part of the Colorado militia. Okay. And I'll point out the Virginians to the Chinese, and I'll be like, "These guys—they enslaved people. Put them, put them in jail." You'll have all the That's Chinese smoking them. tobacco. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, "You're gonna want to take this place first. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. This is the best tobacco what, right here." What was Still the worse. what was the Quasimodo guy from Three Hundred that showed the Persians the the goat trail that got behind Quasi? His name is Quasimofo. Quasimofo. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, whatever that little nubby guy's uh, name was. That yeah. that's what you'll be like, nubby guy. You'll you'll sell out the Virginians to get you and your family back to Colorado as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, I'll be like, what would be the hot yeah, gates? What would be the hot gates? Where's the where's the funnel? Heading into the Rockies. The funnel? Yeah. So if you want to cross the Rockies, there's certain funnel points that I'm sure the government has put like highways, right? Uh, that go through. Like I-70. So I-70 would be a funnel point. It is a funnel point. So the, that would be like the hot gates. See What? Are you trying to help the Chinese out? No, I'm trying to they help know you this. out. Trying to help oh, you to know. out so that you and Five Iron assemble. Who else is from Denver? Fish. Well, Fish is not from Denver. And then you Chill. you guys all stand. What? Everything you've said. I'm really. John Denver. John. Is from Denver. Because he's, he's why not, would he, he was an Air Force. I think he's from New Mexico. Why would, he, why would that be his name then? His mom actually lived in Aurora though and Andy was doing because Andy worked for uh for our good friends Comcast and he was in like doing a service uh call for some lady and he's like looking around and he's like gosh you really must like John Denver trying to make small talk and she goes yeah he was my son oh like and all of a sudden, Dennis comes in with his trombone and, he... and goes, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Yeah, no. He's like, I also love John Denver. <laughs> He's like, I love that one that one tune. She's like, what's your favorite song? He goes, oh, I can't pick one. All of them. Well, just pick one. Oh, man. You know what? It's so tough. 
But what's, no. but what's one song that you like by John Denver? Oh, he really put me on the spot. You know what? He just has so many good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times there. Yeah. So, no, I'm envious of you and your food, your foodiness, where you live. You live in the very, like... E- Detroit is just, it seems like there's so much good food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Plus you have all the ethnicities. Yeah. that That's it. Like the auto companies have brought in people from all over the world who come to work for the, the big three because uh, Daimler, Chrysler, Ford, and GM are all, you know, here in Michigan, their headquarters and stuff. So they bring yeah. in people from all over the world, not to mention- in Royal Oak, there's a huge hospital uh, called Royal Oak Beaumont Hospital, and it's basically its own city. I believe y- you might be able to look it up. I believe it, if it's not the largest, it's one of the largest hospital property complexes in the country. Really? Yeah, it's it it sits on a chunk of property, and that's basically its own city. They have their own police department, um, you, you know, all of that. Um, and so, so with all of that comes all these different ethnicities. It also comes with a lot of money. So then like the millennial generation that like their mom and dad are like big time auto execs or have lots of money and the kids are kind of, you know, they never really have to get a job because they're set with like trust funds. Like they, they can go out on a limb and open up a place or food has kind of become like the new punk rock so you have these people that that open up these you know you got these 20 year olds that open up these like mexican japanese fusion you know restaurants and stuff like that and they'll try it and they'll open it and it'll go gangbusters for like two years and then they close it down move it or start something else close it down they're like bored of it yeah, kind of. Sorry, I think I'm getting my daughter's cold. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Big old flagellum, flagellum. Flagellum, flagellum. Big old, what is flagellum? Isn't that the tail of a sperm? The uh, flagellum? A lot. Yeah, it's it's just a, um, like a, it's, it's like a very simple machine at a cellular level that spins a chain of proteins you guys see what i see what i have to deal with he kicks in he kicks into medical degree reese instead of just going yeah it's a tail on a sperm oh it's sorry it's just it's just it's like another dick on a sperm (laughs) no i was gonna say something horrible Oh, I won't. Geez. I won't. Worse than what I just said? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was. Okay. Um, I'm... Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, that that's it. I'm a food elitist, and I, I recognize that, and I got to make sure that I'm not making fun of other people, because they're like, oh, it's prom night. We're going out to Olive Garden, or we're, See, though, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. We're going to Olive Garden, and Sometimes don't you just want to go to Olive Garden because you're like, no. I know what I'm going to get. What, the endless bowls of diarrhea? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. A salad is good. The salad. All the soups are good. Salad. I will be, sharding doesn't even begin. I will be spray painting uh, out of my butthole within 11 minutes. It. Within 11 if minutes. You- We've talked about this. Uh, I've talked about it all on this salad? show. Or no, just Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Olive Garden, I, I, within 11 minutes of the first bite going into my mouth, I am racing to get my belt and pants off. I think you should challenge somebody to an eating contest. Like how much, how many things of salad can you eat? And you would have an instant leg up because you just, I don't be think like, I'd want to have my leg up after eating Olive Garden salad. You could just uh, like wear some depends, get in there, and then they you, they'd be like, "What smells?" And you'd be like, "I'm getting a refund right now." 
Like, they're like, why do you have a chip bag taped to your <laughs> anus? I'm like, never mind that. Why are you wearing a kilt with a chip bag hanging between your legs? Why is Johnny in here holding a chip bag up under your kilt? I don't get it. Who was who, who's who are you holding the chip bag for in the insiders to poop in? Johnny. Oh, it was for Johnny. It was for Johnny. He's see, but he's he's paying it forward. He's he's repaying his debt. Yeah. Yeah. To the insiders. Yeah. So I yeah. was just wondering if you were like that, because you talk a lot about Chipotle. Um, I know we we make fun of Applebee's, so I didn't know if you were like one of those um, towns that you see in like Disney movies. And on Friday night, everybody goes to Applebee's, or every- it is that town? Is it- I do live in that town. <laughs> like yeah, the star I'm not quarterback. I go there, get, but, yeah. The star quarterback gets extra rolls. At, uh-huh. You know, at, at Texas Roadhouse. Texas yeah, Roadhouse. Three. I think I'm repeating a bunch of stuff that we actually talked about within four episodes ago. I, the one chain restaurant that I do love is Texas Roadhouse. They close that down here. Yeah, they, they don't have one. They, no, you can go up to Outback if you go 30, 30 miles north. Yeah. Yeah. Not an Outback fan. Yeah. It, I don't think I've ever had Texas Roadhouse. No. no. Their, their chicken strips, which are called chicken critters, are amazing. But okay. now that Nori Chicken, again, another chain, so I'll go there. But here's the thing. Nori's another chain, but it's not like you can go city to city and find a Nori. Like, I think there's one in the state of Michigan. So for me, it's tough to call that a chain because it's not like you can drive for 30 minutes and pass four of them like you yeah. can with all these other chains that that you know we've mentioned. Um, I forgot what I was just going to say. Well, you know what? I'm, Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. I'm really yeah. on it today. I got like, I've gotten like six hours of sleep or less for a week and a half. Why? I feel so dumb. Why? I just like, I'll be like, okay, tonight I'm going to bed early. I'm going to go to bed at nine and I end up not falling asleep until like 1130 or I'll, you know, like I'll just kind of lay there. Everything itches too. I need to go to the doctor for the eczema. But like I'll, I'll be laying there itching. Uh, Heidi has that going asleep. on right now. I'll wake up at four in the morning. She does? Heidi has that. Like for the last like month, maybe even more, She she's itching all the time. Like she's getting yeah. like little hives all over her body. She's changed soaps. She's changed detergents. I mean, uh, pets that were allowed on couches and beds are like no longer, but they're out. It's it's not changing anything. So she's getting super frustrated. Just prior to coming on, uh, you know, doing this podcast, she was down in the bathroom. She just got out of the shower and she was like putting cortisone like all over her body. Yeah, I've been doing that too. <laughs> and Heidi is also probably mad at the beds because she's like, somebody sharded in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, that that took a lot. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was trying to wash the bedding before she got home. Uh-huh. And first, she got home a little earlier than I thought. And the di- the dishwasher, the clothes washer had shut off uh-huh. like after its first cycle. It just stopped. It's got like a diarrhea filter. It must have. It was like, I don't mm-hmm. want to swallow this. And uh, <laughs> and so how is that? Like that's that's a big step there in a relationship where one person has to go to the other one and admit to the other that they sharded the bet. Yeah, that's basically you. If you can past that hurdle i believe you you have entered stage stage eight of a relationship i i think you just at that point you just jumped to you've been married for five years yeah like immediately yeah we're more maybe more yeah we're not married at this point but once you are with somebody who is sharded in the bed i think legally 
I think legally it's looked at as you've been married five years. It's common law marriage. Yeah, it's like common law. It's called common law chart. It's called common chart law. Common chart. Yeah, it's called common chart law. You chart uh-huh. a bed and you survive. Your relationship survives. You're now looked at on tax forms and uh, HIPAA forms as married for five years. You're like, are you claiming any dependence? You're common chart law married. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then at some point well, within a year, Joe. yeah, with I think they give you like eight eight months to a year after after legally being found um, justified in a in a common chart law marriage. Yeah, within eight months to a year, you have to have a plumber um, bless bless your your marriage. Like he he's like he comes in and he's like. I'm here to clean out your pipes and then just start playing some brown chicken, chicken, brown chicken, brown cow. Yeah. And then Heidi's like, I feel funny. Can you check out my pipes? I'm like, no, go back to bed. Go back to bed. So I have something for you. I, um, I'm trying to, well, I'm not trying to start a trend because uh, I don't care if other people do it. But you know what I ordered? You know what Amazon suggested yeah. to me? Okay. Amazon. Are you going off the script? No. Amazon. Your, okay. Amazon suggested to me an article of clothing that I saw the picture and I was like, those look comfy. Yeah. Japanese pants. This is on the script. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sometimes you write things and I'm just like, I cannot wait to hear what this is about. Japanese pants. I will post a picture uh-huh. of the make and model of the pants that I bought on Amazon. And so okay. they, they, they posted them and they're like, we think you'd like these. As a 46-year-old white guy in this, from the suburbs of Detroit. Um, uh-huh. you know, who happens to be in touch with his Pacific Islander, uh, you know, DNA, I guess, I guess somewhere within me, I'm a bit Japanesey, and, uh, Amazon figured that they knew it. They figured that uh-huh. from, you know, from my, uh, algorithm of the stuff that I buy. Right, you know, well, can you describe Japanese pants? Yeah, they're um, they're really lightweight. So the ones that I got are black. They're uh-huh. they're really lightweight, um, very breathable, and then okay. they go just past the knees. And then, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you that's shorts. They're longer than shorts, but shorter than their pants. Are they baggy? Yeah, yeah. What? The, yeah. Those are shorts, Joe. No, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you this. No, right those now. are not longer than shorts because the shorts I wear also go past my knees. I won't buy them if they go above my knees. No, because, you ain't wrong. No, right. You're you're not wrong because I mean I do the I mean, same thing. I already did that. I did that in the 70s and 80s. And people are like, well, that's your cargo shorts are out of style. I'm like, I don't. So, do you, do you think I give a shit? So, check your phone. You send it to me. I'm looking. So, those are shorts. So, those are the Japanese pants uh-huh. that I invested $28. They are the it, greatest investment I've ever made in my capris. life. Basically, they're like, yeah. They're kind of like baggy, like free flowing uh-huh. capris for men. Is it like sweatshirt material? No, it's it's a material that I don't even know what it'll probably say what Dude, it is. These are fucking jams, is what they are. Without all the floral prints, they are. It's exactly recycled late nineteen eighties jams. They are freaking 
comfortable. For real. That's what they are. I have been. I'll post them. Um, I'll post them on the What's Instagram. What's all the goofy colors? Oh, and by the way, posting them on the Instagram, uh, we, we're getting a new Instagram account. So those of you that follow Pickle and Boot Shop on Instagram, it is changing to Joe and Reese's P-A-B-S. So Joe and Reese's Pabs. Reason for that, long story, all the accounts, Instagram and stuff is woven together with like Facebook. I don't know the password to be able to give it to Daniel Rock, our new employee at the Pickle and Boot Shop, who's going to be posting all sorts of social media stuff and whatnot. So we actually had to start another account. Ours will be ending. I'll keep it going for about a month or so, but then it's just going to go over to to the new one. Uh, But I will be posting a photo of these pants. And I'm telling you, what the world? Cat just running in here. No, go away. the shark. Go away. Go away. So I will post a picture of these fellas. Ladies, I would even say it's for you too, but there's probably already something, ladies, that you're wearing similar. They're called capris. You already do wear them. They're just baggy. And they they look like jams. are awesome. Straight up, straight up jams from the 80s. I would... I would suggest to anyone for the price point of $28 to buy yourself a pair of these because I'm endorsing them. I'm the unofficial spokesperson for these Japanese pants. Guarantee you're going to wear them and you're going to go, oh, you know, I'm just going to wear them around the house. And then you're going to wear them to the grocery store. Then you're going to be wearing them to funerals. Then you're going to be wearing them, you know, for uh, presidential elections. They are legit. Love them. They are? Yeah. So I got a black pair uh, last week. I've worn them. Uh, I, I've I've had them for like six days, I think. And I think I've washed them three times already because uh, I just keep wearing them every day. And, and then I ordered a navy blue and a gray pair. Gosh, Joe. Dude, they're great. This is going to be my jam for this summer. Do you wear sandals though? The guy in the picture has sandals. I don't wear sandals. I was I was wearing uh no show no show uh socks with uh the original hey dudes. Uh, like the original huh? hey dudes. So those of you that heard about hey dudes in the last year, <laughs> nay. I'm talking uh three, four years ago, hey dudes. In fact I'm wearing them now. The hey dude. These are the original Wally socks. They don't it is next to impossible to find these anymore you you will pay it's a shoe you'll pay big money yeah hey dudes you will pay big money to to find the wally sock the original wally sock especially in this color because now they make What's a that wally sock it's this style uh so now it's a hey dude yep a shoe style yep so i can't i can't keep up with this I, i'm I only wear one shoe. I'm on the fourth one. I just wait for it to fall apart, and then I get another one. They're black canvas Doc Martens. Yeah. I wear them in the summer and the winter and the spring and the fall. I wear them in the swimming pool. Yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah. You should try it. Yeah. No, no. I, I have a pair of Doc Martens. I have um two pairs of Doc Martens. The canvas ones. That's what you need. Well, and then I have a bunch of Adidas. I have my Converse All-Stars, and then I have two pairs of, of my Hey Dudes. But the thing about this these is, these original Wally socks, they don't make them in this material anymore. They've gone- What do they make them in? They, they, the, tear, the tears of Filipino children. No, Virgin Mermaid Scales. Oh, okay. Or, excuse me. Off for the subject, burp. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just can't. I this is this is my problem. I don't even usually wear colors. I just buy things that are black and gray, so I don't have to. Because you're racist. Think about no. I because I don't want to be like. I wonder what color goes well with this. I wonder what should I wear. I just, I'm like, I wear the same pants and shoes and socks, and sometimes I'll get a different t-shirt. I have three, three versions of the, of the t-shirts I like, and I just keep wearing them. 
Um, yeah. It's I, I, w- I have six pairs of the same scrubs. I wear them every day. I, I subscribed to that for decades. And then once I got divorced, um, it, it became apparent very, very, very quick that people, I don't want to say would make fun of me, but I guess for a better term, you could say make fun of me, especially like my buddies because of the way I dressed. And so I think I just, you know, you grow up and and all your money goes towards your kids and stuff like that. And you're fine with wearing the same pants that you've worn for two decades and the same shirt that you've worn for two decades and the same underwear that you've worn for two decades. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I mean, I don't have to be hip to fashion. Like I'm not trying to wear what kids are wearing, but as far as just variety, um, I do like that. So I do like to, when it's time to dress up, I do like to dress up maybe once or twice a year. I, you know, I like to go to a nice restaurant or something, but when you need to look fancy to look good, fancy, not, Oh, Hey, he wore that outfit the last time there was a wedding, you know, like you only yeah. have that one nice event outfit. I, I like to think that I have a a little bit of variety when it comes to all different. So like out here, like when I'm out here in, in at Heidi's in the, like the rural country, uh-huh. I literally stereotype. I have overalls, boots. Um, I have big old Duluth trading company, uh, denim jeans. Uh, I was, I was, wearing them the other day yesterday working on the car getting them all greasy and then uh-huh. and then i can go my you know my my late 90s punk route and i can wear my my chucks with some argyle socks and and my black dickies and a and a t-shirt um you know i can i can rock that i can go i can do the the jersey route yesterday yesterday heidi was none too happy with the uh, outfit I I wore, so I wore m- uh-huh. my Hey Dudes with my Japanese pants, and then and then I wore a Dan Marley Phoenix Suns purple jersey, uh-huh. and she said I look like a white supremacist. She said you, <laughs> she goes, she was unhappy with my outfit because she says I looked I look like a racist. I'm like, what are you talking about? I look like a racist. I go, I'm wearing Japanese pants and a tank top and a basketball jersey. And she was like, I don't know. You look like you just got out of prison. <laughs> so, so, you know, sorry, Dan Marley, uh, that I didn't I didn't rock your jersey well enough. And yeah. to the nation of Japan for your pants. But, yeah, I do like variety. I do like to, to put different stuff on well okay i just i got to a point a couple years ago where i was like i'm just so tired of thinking about what i'm gonna wear i'm just gonna only wear the same thing no and i kind of love it yeah no we we do love it i i think everybody loves it the problem is and and if you don't care what other people think then then who cares but i yeah i do think there are other people. And for me, I know that there were those people and especially my circle of friends that I'm like, I don't care. I'll wear the same thing every day. And everybody else is making jokes like, yeah, he wears the same thing every day. So it yeah. it didn't become a calling card and it, it wasn't something cool anymore. It was like, dude, what are you doing? Like you wear the yeah. same thing every day. So I don't know. Had to change it. Nobody... Up. I don't ha- even have anyone to say that to me. Well, if you go into work every day, do you change at work or do you come in in your uniform? I come in in my uniform. Oh, okay. So then... I wear yeah. black black scrub pants, which are now black EMT pants because they have more pockets and they're dur- more durable. And then the same scrub top and a ash gray shirt and then I put black sleeves on. And then you put I cover my tattoos. The, the black under eye on, like a, then black under the, eye. Go away. It's a cat. Yeah, 
I hate cats. No, <laughs> yeah, this one's name is John Wayne. John Wayne. No, John Wayne. John go Wayne. Away. It, go away. That's your that's your friend, Joe. I call him Chow Mein. He still answers to it. He does. He's go away. He, he wants some. He wants to be let out, or he wants food. He likes me. That's the problem. Uh huh. I think cats always You're a likable guy. I think cats always like the people that don't like them the most. Yeah. Dogs do that too, though. They they like. I mean, I'm going to be honest, and this is going to this is going to alienate me with a lot of fans, but I only like maybe eight percent of dogs. The rest of them, you're just like, I don't don't lick me, don't. Why are you touching me? And then they yell at you all the time. They're always barking, and they hump your leg. Well, that's okay, but the you know, it's, it, I didn't grow up with dogs. So then I'm just like, wow, that thing requires a lot of attention and it's hard to adjust to. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dog guy. I love dogs. I love yeah. most dogs. Dog owners can, can be an issue. Um, I know my mom has a great Dane. Yeah. And that thing is, that thing is something else. I mean, the sheer size of it, it's it's like a small pony. It's like having, not a small, it's like having a pony huge. in the house. Those and are then big dogs. My mom, she'll be the first one to admit it. My mom did not train it at all. <laughs> my mom, my mom growing up was like the dog guru. Like people came to my mom, how do I make my dog do this? How do I make it do that? Blah, 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 blah. Mom was great. People, my dog's having puppies. My mom would come over to the house, help deliver puppies. I don't know what happened, but mom got Marty and she didn't teach him a thing. Every person that walks by the house and, and in Royal Oak, Royal Oak is a very busy, um, you know, busy town. And when it's a nice day, I mean, there's people walking by the house every five minutes. Every five minutes, people are going for walks. It's They're beautiful neighborhoods. And every single person that goes by, it's this gigantic bark and like roar. Just going crazy. And every person. Yeah, my dog doesn't bark. And then when I moved in with my, my sister where and my mom lives there, now, like, Grim will start barking whenever Marty. And as soon as Grim, as soon as the first sound comes out, I'm like, Grim, stop barking. And yeah. he shuts up. And then Marty's just, rrr, 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 goes in the backyard. Rrr, 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 oh if the neighbor's God. dog is out. If any of the neighbors are out. Oh, my goodness. It, that's what I can't get used to. It's maddening. It's people that have dogs are like way more. If you grew up with dogs, you're way more acceptable to that. But like I grew up with cats, so I'm just like, oh, cool, this cat. Except I'm horribly allergic to them now. Yeah, but like most cats, like they're self sufficient. You know, you just like put food in a bowl, and sometimes they're affectionate, and occasionally they come around and flash you their butthole as if to say thank you. They bring you dead things to be like, look. I made this for you. Here. Here. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne, for a good month, was bringing dead mice with their heads chewed off and leaving uh-huh. them at the, the front door. Yeah. It's because he thinks you're a bad hunter, and he's trying to show you how to do it. Well, what we ended up finding out, it was because uh, he didn't have food or water for about three days. <laughs> so, I, we were like, why is... Why is John Wayne like trying to get in the shower? And then like I'd be in the shower and he's trying to push the door open. He's like drinking the water or I get <laughs> out so of the shower. Thirsty. Yeah, I get out of the shower and he's oh, licking the walls John of the Wayne. shower. And I'm like, this cat's crazy. And then I'd, I'd come back and, you know, and then come to, and then I go upstairs. I go upstairs. I'm using the bathroom upstairs and the toilet is empty bone dry so the w- he all, drank all the water out of drank the- all the water out of the toilet <laughs> so, so 
we ended up getting him those those cat uh food and water things where it's like a big jug yeah that, like gravity it's like gravity fed yep for I've the got water going right now for my my dad's cats yeah so now he's got that and and that by the time those are getting low, we've we've gone up and and checked his stuff. But that's good. Yeah, I think he was leaving the. I think because I think what Heidi said she read. Maybe I could be making this up, but I thought Heidi read that he's like trying to make it up to us. Like I did something to make you mad. You're not feeding me oh. or giving me water. So here I'm giving you gifts. Oh man, yeah, Poor John Wayne. Yeah, so now we got to stay up on that. But yeah, he had, he had drank all his water, all the water out of the upstairs toilet. And then he was trying, trying to drink the shower, shower water. You're like, get out of here. I was. I was. I always call him a pervert. I'm always like, what are you doing, pervert? He'll come into the bathroom. Oh. Every time, every time I use the restroom, Poor I go gentleman. in, I go into the bathroom, I shut the door. And as soon as I open the door, he's like falls in as if like he's been like leaning against the door. As soon as I open the door, he falls in. And I'm always like, you pervert listening to me go to the bathroom. You pervert. Yeah. You want first huff, you pervert. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of pervert, Joe, what is going on with the first thing you put on the notes? Um, Are we going to talk about that? Let me pull it up. Just pull it on up. Oh, yeah. Talking about perverts. Today, I watched um, TNT. Like, I've been on a documentary kick lately. Uh So, a couple of months ago, like, Netflix put out a Pamela Anderson documentary. Okay. And And it documented her life and then brought us up to speed, like, where she is now. And this documentary of her painted her in a light completely different of what I thought of and how I saw Pamela Anderson. Okay. Like you, you, you walk away from watching this going like, man, she's someone I'd like to have breakfast with. Like she seems like a pretty cool person. She's lived a, you know, a crazy life. She had her wild, her wild time was when she was younger, but as like an adult and, and currently she seems like a pretty decent person and not like somebody that I thought she was. Okay. So then, so like I said, I've been on a documentary kick lately. Hides and I yesterday, uh, it was either yesterday or two days ago, watched the new Anna Nicole Smith documentary Uh on Netflix. Horrible. Don't watch it. It's depressing. It doesn't end. I mean, obviously she dies of an overdose, but like Is nothing she didn't yeah okay. but like nothing comes of it like there's there's things in the movie where you're like oh my gosh i forgot that that happened oh my gosh i forgot that that happened and other than that your brain probably forgot those anyway just to be safe uh-huh just to be safe you know like uh-huh. it adds no value to your life so i watched that and then today uh on, on HBO Max, they have a series that is also on TNT called Rich and Shameless. Okay. And it's all these like hour, hour and a half, kind of like smaller documentaries. They're not movies. It's like it's like TV based, so there's like commercials in between. Mm-hmm. But it'll take like different different things. So like one of them was like today was uh, the guy who started Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. And that, the, that is what you put on the notes. <laughs> yeah. And so I watched this documentary today and had it on while I was, you know, doing stuff. And do you remember like back in the 90s, like when those commercials would be on television yes. and stuff? It would come on all the time. All the time. If you were watching TV after 8 o'clock, you were watching cable after 8 o'clock, Girls Gone Wild videos were on all the time. And so this documentary like, kind of like brought that back up. And I was like, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I remember this. And 
I'm like, I remember that commercial because it would like show clips of the commercials and stuff. I'm like, I remember that. I remember that. And just to sh- see how like the, how toxic that culture was back then. Yeah. Like talking to the people now. So one of the people that they talked to is, I don't know if you remember this, this person, she was on E! Entertainment Television. Her name was Brooke Burke. Okay. And she was like a model that hosted some shows on E! Entertainment. Well, here we are 20 years later, and n- you know none of it That's aged bad. well. And so, so anyway, Brooke Burke is talking, and even she's trying to backpedal justified like she was on a show that it was called like wild on e or party on e something like that wild on e and so it was like a show on entertainment television where they would go around like to different spring breaks and do like different wild stuff and the culture was that very like 90s 2000s like toxic masculinity you know just you know, it was the type of thing where like a girl crowd surfed and everyone groped her. Uh-huh. It was it was like that time. And it's so cringy and like looking back and and watching this whole thing about girls gone wild. And I remember when I was being younger, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how crazy. And you'd see the commercials and you were like, oh my goodness. And you never thought about like, w- what happens when those girls are older, <laughs> you know? Like it was just like these girls were doing it to do it, make some money. Well, this documentary showed that that wasn't the case. Okay. And it like talked to girls who were like on the cover, who were on the commercials that are now in their 50s, you know, and were like in their mid 20s. And now they're like in their mid 40s or like early 50s that were like, exposed and just all of it It was it was so weird and it it, and then it kind of goes through his life and stuff like that i don't know it was just so like the guy who created its life yeah his name's joe francis which is funny because i have a friend i have a good friend whose name is joe francis Uh uh-huh and so have you asked him about it no but this guy joe francis and here's what's crazy in 2023 after post hashtag me too, post hashtag times up, after all this stuff, after all these celebrities that talk this big game about social justice, yeah, here's this guy, Joe Francis, who made a fortune, millions and millions and millions of dollars by ripping off young drunk girls, putting them out there for people to watch until the end of eternity, not uh-huh. paying these girls a dime. Oh, they didn't get paid for it? No, they got a t-shirt. What? Girls Are you would kidding? girls would flash their boobs for a t-shirt. They'd sign a waiver. They would sign a waiver and they would get a t-shirt. And then yeah. certain girls certain girls would be asked to go on the Girls Gone Wild bus. Uh-huh. And then in like the bedroom on the back of the bus they would go even further than flashing. Like they would engage in sexual acts for a t-shirt. For a t-shirt. For a t-shirt. That's gross, man. He never paid out a dime to girls. And so fast forward like 20 years, he's, he's, I don't want to say a fugitive. He's wanted in the United States on a misdemeanor warrant. So a misdemeanor warrant, but he's become a citizen of Mexico. Okay. And Mexico and the U.S. doesn't have extradition for misdemeanor charges. Just felonies? Correct. And only certain felonies at that. So if he comes back to the U.S., he could get arrested for it and, and, you know, be booked until uh, he can see a judge. But he just stays in Mexico. Like with his millions, he built this like getaway. Uh Well, here's the thing. In 2023, with all these social justice warriors, 
like Mario Lopez, who used to be on Saved by the Bell, uh-huh. like had his wedding there. The Kardashians, they're good friends with him. And they hang out there. Now, this is a guy who was, let's just say, a pornographer. Uh-huh. So he he you know he swindled girls into and and made money off them. He he's his misdemeanor charges that he's wanted for is he beat the crap out of his wife. Jeez, and that's he, a misdemeanor. I take that back. Yeah, domestic violence. Your first is only a misdemeanor. Um, I'm sorry. It, it's uh, it's an assault charge, an assault and battery, misdemeanor assault and battery. He grabbed a girl by the hair. It's on video. Uh, you can find it on the internet. It's very simple. It's also on the documentary. Uh, a woman bumps into him and spills his, her drink on him. He grabs her by the hair and smashes her head into the the bar, like four times, like boom, 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 boom. Then he's he beat up his wife in Mexico, was arrested, spent like 70-some days in a Mexican jail, and his wife, who he found through doing the like Girls Gone Wild, like Girl of the Year, the girl uh-huh. who won Girl of the Year, he married. And then they had kids. And so this woman, like they're exiled in Mexico because they can't go back to the U.S. because he can get arrested for the assault charge. He beats the crap out of her and it's all caught on audio like she had called. And so it's on like the phone line. This you is can, in Mexico? They it, The Mexicans won't put this dude in, in jail? Yeah, okay. they did. So he was he was in jail for like 79 days in Mexico. And then he was sentenced to uh psycho like um uh, psychiatric not psychiatric therapy but like psychology like you go see a psychiatrist therapy uh-huh. well so then when he got out of mexican jail his wife had disappeared with the kids and gone into hiding so this guy is like an absolute piece of trash yeah but like the kardashians um uh Who's who's the chick from Friends? Rachel, Jennifer Aniston. I know. Like Jennifer Aniston's friends with him. The Kardashians really? are friends with him. The Mario Lopez guy is friends with him. Like on the documentary, it goes through like all these celebrities that are still friends with him and like go and hang out at his. Like it's like a house slash resort. Yeah. Like he can he can have like twenty people there, and it's like a private resort. And so these people go and and like I said, they have their they have their rap parties there, they have weddings, they have all sorts of stuff. But yet nobody knows about it because it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But all these social justice warriors and these Hollywood folk are like supporting him. I don't know. It was it was it was so weird. It was just That's, so weird. Yeah. So the, yeah, so when when you talk about pervert, uh, he came up today and was just like, "What an absolute piece of trash, Joe Francis is." For real man, that's so gross. Yeah, I think we're at the hour mark. So freebies, we're gonna let you go because we got to knock out another hour, and it's nine thirty-five where we are. So we got to go till ten thirty, almost eleven o'clock. To give you, to give you what you want. Man, I suck at this tonight. I'm also just not feeling good. No, I'm sorry, buddy. What do you want to go another hour? Yes. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to. I can get another hour done later this week. I'll just do another hour with my real friend. That's what you're saying. No, I'm trying to think I could try and get like an interview or something like that. If you're not feeling good. I feel great. Let's keep going. All right. All right. Um, All right. right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah. Um, 
If you guys haven't considered um, Patreon, feel free to be a subscriber. You get an extra couple hours of our nonsense uh, a month. We try, we're going to be honest with you. We try and save you some of our better stories uh, for the paid stuff because obviously we want to give people what they're paying for. Uh, we talk a lot more insiders, five iron business, uh, music business on that end of it. We try to. Um, so give it a listen. Even, you know, I think the lowest thing I think is five bucks a month. Try getting five bucks. That allows you to listen to all our old stuff, whatever, support us a little bit. But we thank you. Make sure you subscribe to the new Instagram, which is Joe and Reese's P-A-B-S. Um, we got all sorts of new stuff that's coming out. Uh, we have our lowlights, um, so clips from our shows um, that that highlight our uh, less than stellar our conversations. Yeah, so stuff like that. So you guys try it, check it out. If you don't like it, uh, cancel the following month. But if you like it, keep uh, keep supporting us. Uh, we love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, guys. Peace. Of pizza. <laughs> <laughs>